Josh McDaniels stay in put, Roger Goodell is a scaredy cat, and Mike Tomlin can't control his locker room. All that and more on this week's edition of Patriots Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Is that a relative of yours out there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there is going to be a showdown indeed in Foxborough. Sunday night, 6.40 Eastern Time, AFC Championship game. Big deal. deal. Yeah. I mean, I never really believed in reincarnation, but then I saw that video. (laughs) And I was like, damn, I'm back. You got it. feeling good. Turns out you never lost it. And heading for a showdown. Giddy up. Never lost it. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah, no big deal. baby. Bring us in. Sixth AFC Championship game in a row. Huge. Ridiculously spoiled. We are spoiled as Patriot fans, but this is where we come and just, you know, get it out of our system and show the love and feel the love. If you guys want to show us some love, you can do it on the YouTube chat room YouTube. for Patriots Rap 360. Uh, I'm Mike Conley here as usual, and my trusty runner mate who's usually here, Denny Harris. Denny, why don't you tell the people how they can get in touch with you and whatnot? Yes, sir. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at dehas d e e h a a s. What about yourself, Mike? Still not on Ooh, the Insta chat. Yeah, or dragging on, uh, your feet. On the snap face. You know, I mean, I take my you cues off to my head coach. You know, I respect my opponents. <laughs> I respect my opponents, you know, and I just, you know, yes. don't do Facebook <laughs> or whatever. That's going to be like the first Real one because it's like, opponents. okay, people in their 40s still do Facebook. That's yes. the first one I'm just going to have to like join on. Yeah, you should, should kind of tap in. You know, just say hello people. to your family every well, now and then. I mean, say, I, hello to you, say hello to your family. Say, say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're stoked. Big win over the uh, Houston Texans, thirty-four to sixteen. Was a little hairy for a while, a little tighter than we wanted it little, to be. And you know that's the what we talk about every week: how important the turnover game is. Yes. And the Pats have been very good with that in the second half of the season. Yes. And it's not so much this week, and that's why it was such a tight game there. Uh, Four-point game at the half. I bet everybody was betting the Pats and laying the points sweating that. Sweating they were it able to pull it out. But, yeah, they did end up covering. I mean, it's rare that an 18-point victory fails as uh, nerve-wracking as that one did. <laughs> but definitely the turnovers. Are, are you concerned about Brady? I, I mean, looking back at, you know, I didn't rewatch the entire game, but w- looking back at some of it again, it's... Looking he had the two picks. One, I, you can argue, wasn't his fault. There was at least one other, if not two other throws, though, that... Woo, I mean, he could have ended up with a couple more picks than he did. I would argue one isn't his fault. Yes, off Floyd's uh, hands. Yes. He hit a guy in the hands. Not, not the best day for old uh, Sleepy Floyd. It was, buddy, not, it was uh, not. Jeff D calls him. Um, and, you know, perfect throwback to the old Houston Rocket Sleepy Floyd. So it just seems apropos. It's pretty good. Um, not to mention his... Is you know propensity for sleeping yes. at the wheel. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you for finishing that off. Um, no, to I'm, it's actually quite the, quite the opposite. I, I mean, this is the best possible scenario for all things Patriots. They covered and they get scared. You know. Oh yeah. They, they win, but they win ugly. I mean, the defense really just carried carried the show. No question. I mean, they were really playing with some swagger there at the outset of the game. Uh, huge game for Logan Ryan. I felt like he was flying all over the field, had you know, making his presence felt with the pick, the sacks, uh, just laying the wood also. And then 
Big day for Rutgers, as Bill said. Big day for it was for sure, and uh, giving his own his own boy a little love too, in case he was the forgotten Rutgers man. But uh, that huge huge penalty by Rowe is kind of where since things started to unravel little by little. Just a bonehead play, letting his emotions get the better of him, and as you saw, the the pendulum of emotion definitely swung the other way for a bit there. It's true. It was a little worrisome. But, I, I, you know, to go back to Brady, I'm a little concerned heading into this week about, you know, he, he just didn't look, he certainly didn't look like he was on his A game, um, throwing a couple balls that, mm, you know, he was forcing forcing a few balls. It just one of those days where the offense couldn't get it going, and the guy seemed to be in his face all game. I thought that uh, old Bill, you know, the other Bill, Bill O'Brien and his boys had a pretty good game plan in place. and They did. And I, I think you'll see a lot of that from Pittsburgh um, this week. And that was a lot of that rushing up the middle, getting a rush right in Brady's face, you right. know, which has been successful with teams in the past. And uh, they really did a good job of uh, – they decided that because of that we'll get the heat on Brady. We don't want him to have his dump off. So, like, right. they, they seem to be really concerned and do a pretty good job early on, especially in covering those uh, – those like short patterns within ten yards, but, right? So then, eventually they figure it out as the Patriots do, and you know after a couple series, and they just stop bombing down the field, and it's like some of them are dead quails. You that know? was a, yeah, they, absolutely. There oh. were some floaters that were. Oof. Jules got away with a push off on one. That yes. was brutal. Uh, some some great adjustments from Hogan though. I got to say too. I mean he looked definitely. He the the guy has an ability to get open on broken plays, which definitely speaks to uh, you know the time he's putting in and communicating with Brady when they're ad libbing and uh, maybe you know maybe Floyd's not quite on that level just yet, but but yeah, I mean some some encouraging signs I think from uh, <clears throat> you know from Hogan and obviously Jules ended up with a pretty nice day when all was said and done, um, and then the yeah, kind what of what did the he fr- end up with 150 or something like that? I'll pull that up, but no big uh, deal, no big deal. <clears throat> either way. Um, I, you know, I was definitely, I thought it was encouraging also when, you know, they got White involved too, because he was sort of the forgotten man there. Right. Um, with Dion really getting the lion's share and having a pretty big day, obviously, with the. Definitely. Doing something that's never been done before in playoff history, running for a touchdown catch one and returning a kick for one. So, yes. That kick return was huge. Definitely a bright huge. spot for the, uh, the um, special teams, who I, I thought, you know, well, they were pretty good. Uh, Ryan Allen was his old sturdy self, usually. Uh, and then I thought, like, you know, outside of his punts and that return, they had an okay game. Right. But it was really the defense that kind of saved the day. You know, because after that row penalty, so they shot themselves in the foot on that one. Right. Because that was the third down, and that extended that drive. And then they... Um, you know the pick by Brady. It was like there was like ten minutes left in the second half, and Brady had been under center for six snaps. That was insane. Yeah, you know. So some of it was good defense by the, uh, you know, Houston, and then some. But I mean, I guess this is a derivative of that. They were just unable to get on a kind of a roll and stuff. You know, with, with such a lack of uh, between the pick and the run back. It's just. Yeah, I mean, it all kind of snowballed at once, too, there. You know, at first it's like looking like, oh, boy, we're going to coast. And then, you know, as as it is always the case, a couple back-to-back turnovers, and all of a sudden it's a slippery hold you have on the lead. Yeah. No question. Dion Lewis, dude, it's like this guy, because he's had so much injury history in his career and stuff. Right. Um the book isn't out on him. I mean, people yeah. just don't know how quick this guy is and how fast he is. Yeah. Like that linebacker had 
terrific position on yes. him. And he just did a little bit of a delay move and went around him untouched. I mean... I thought on both, you know, the little swing pass that he took into the house and, also the, and also the return, just kind of having that next level, that next gear that he was able to get into where the, he was just... I mean, he was running past the guy that had a, had a five <laughs> stop in his number. So right. I, I would hope he uh, he turns on the Jets for that. Hell, I <laughs> um, the... I will say that uh, Logan Ryan w- might have been the defensive MVP. Oh yeah, no, I, to me, no question. Yeah. Uh, that, one of the best games of his career, really. And this guy just keeps getting better every week. And the guy right. I did not think much of, like two or three years into his career, it's yeah. like, are we still waiting on this guy? It seems like time to switch it up, give somebody else a shot. But you know, kudos to Bill. You know, right? Thank yeah. God he's uh, man in the ship and not me. It'll be interesting to see if he's around next season, though. You know, because he's playing Bill Belichick. I, I think he's back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. There's you some conspiracy be... theorists out there that old ring number five is gonna, you know, be oh, a, that's it. Be a new, uh, a new scenario altogether in New England. Nice. But, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But We're no, you know, championship. Logan Ryan playing for a, a new contract next season, I believe. Right? He's. I think he's that's done. Joe after this. Yes, season, so. and he's unrestricted. So yeah, this is probably the last year for him because we also have Malcolm Butler coming up. Right, you know who's a restricted free agent, so we got to get him back in the fold. That kid's a bulldog. We're gonna need him this week. We sure are. You yeah. know, I mean, AB. We'll, we'll, let's shelve that for now. Let's shelve just, it, shelve shelving it. But yeah, Edelman. Uh, to your question earlier, Edelman sure. finished the day with eight receptions, 137 yards, yards on yeah, a, yeah. 12 targets, I believe. Not bad. Not yeah. a bad day. Workmanlike he, effort out there. He would have had another one too, and Brady dropped it right in there. Oh yeah, and that one on the sideline that was pretty good coverage. Right, but it was like he just. Couldn't quite haul it in. Yes. That, that would have put him around uh, 160, I think, for the day. But definitely he's – when he goes through his reads, Tom Brady, you know, and, like, nobody's open, he's just going to give Edelman a shot. No question. One Might as so well. it was, like, his default, and it worked out last week. Right. Um, Chris Hogan, a guy who's been great for the past this year, led the NFL in yards per reception. Um, little dinged up. Had yes. a thigh injury. But seemed like he was kind of working it out on the sideline, like he was could have come back in a right. close game. Good to know that he was a limited participant in practice today. So uh, hopefully he's still in the mix uh, going forward. Also limited to practice, Malcolm Mitchell. Which is big, yeah, I think. So I, I wonder, is this a case where... Mike Floyd after his uh, you know less than stellar day because not only did he go have that ball go off his hands he also had a penalty later in the game right which was a drive killer you know which took us out of field goal range at that point in the game and then we had a punt so definitely had a letdown of a game after you know everyone was singing his praises you know with the huge game the crazy TD where he just wanted it more than anybody and he mm-hmm. the block heard around the world. Bit of a lackluster showing this week from old Sleepy Floyd, as you call him. <laughs> Sleepy. I got to thank Jeff Denisco for that one. It's pretty solid. Pretty uh, solid. Now, about the Texans, I mean, obviously the defense played a great game. Um, and you kind of got to see, I think, the first half was exactly what the Texans needed to stay in the game. And, you know, turns out the Patriots are one of the better teams at halftime to making the adjustments they need to make. So I feel like you kind of saw. You know, they were still down at, at the half, is my point. And all, everything that could have possibly went right for them, I feel like, against a team like the Patriots did. And they were still down at the half, and then the Pats ended up just kind of running away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you see what happens when you have a quarterback like Brock Osweiler, I think, who's ended up throwing the ball right back to the Pats several times. 
Um, the thing is, is like, I, I, you know, I mean, everybody's kind of piling on Brock and all that stuff, but he hits Fedorowicz in the hands in the end zone. Like, like it would have been a nice catch, right? But it did hit him hit the hands. And there was another one, and a huge one, right fuller. in the bread basket, right in the bread basket. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, that was a pretty ball. That's probably the best ball he's ever thrown in his life, right? And the dude doesn't catch it. Right. And it's like then like one of his picks was went off Hopkins' hand, you know. Right. It's like, yeah, the one to Ryan. It would have been super tough, you know, mm-hmm. a great catch and all that stuff. But if you're you know the D hop and want to put yourself in you know line with the top ten receivers in the league, that's the catch you got to come down with. Your team's looking for that, right? You know, you're not going to advance in many playoff games until you do. So, um, you know, so I thought it was. Did you see any of Brady's press conference today? Yes. He is fuming. And I'm wondering if that has something to do with the fact that the offense, you know, was a little, you know, didn't play up to the capability. I'd like to think so, say. yeah. Because, I mean, he usually doesn't have his game face on until, like, Friday. Oh, yeah. And it's on Wednesday. He was not a happy camper today. No. He was not a so happy camper. hopefully that's just because just the, the, the guys that really have to show up this week is the interior of that offensive line. Because they were ruined in that first Overmatched half. Overmatched, for sure, yes. No question about it. So they, they just got to, you know, the uh, Shaq and Thune and uh, David Andrews, they just have to really bring it this week. I think, you know, to their defense, I think they did a much better job in the second half. Uh, there seemed to be, uh, you know, less sacks and stuff like that, but still a lot of pressure on Brady. There he was, spent a lot of time yeah, on the ground. Plenty of pressure on him. I mean, and it was a pretty simple wrinkle that they threw in, which was just kind of moving more of their edge rushers into the middle and right. wreaking havoc. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of that this week as well. And um, Pittsburgh's got some, certainly has some talent on on D, but I don't know if we want to go into that just yet. But you know, it's a copycat league, so I'd expect certainly they they should be expecting more of the same. And hopefully, uh, you know, with some time to some, some time to prep for it, they'll be able to make those adjustments. Yep. One one stat I saw that I thought was interesting because uh, you know to that point about the Pats actually, even though it felt like the wheels were coming off. At the uh, you know as we were winding down the first half, uh, the Patriots have not trailed in a game since November twenty seventh. Six hours, one minute, and fifty six seconds of game time, longest NFL streak in eleven years. Wow, they have That's not trailed, which makes you a little, you know, as much as that felt like some uh, adversarial conditions out there, it was yeah. a little, uh, a little misleading because they had it in control the whole time. Mm-hmm. In control. Another thing, time. little uh, you know, off you know, uncharacteristic for the Patriots, you know, besides the turnovers and not taking care of the ball, was uh, some penalties. You know, the row penalty. Matthew Slater had a, a penalty on a return. Mm-hmm. You know, which we, we don't like. To, you know, we never see. We're not used to seeing. So they got to get that cleaned up. There's a lot in that uh, execution in the red zone there at the end of the half where they were first and goal from the three. Yikes! They're unable to get it. Great in there. stance by Houston, but there you know was. the flip side of it being that made me. I was punch just like Damn. Devlin. Yeah, between like Blunt and Devlin, <sighs> the Devlin. I couldn't believe they stopped Devlin on that. Play. Me neither. It was ridiculous. And it's like. So they, them getting a field goal there, because, you know, the Pats, when they defer, they love having that, you know, double dip, you know, right. scoring at the end of the first half and the, uh, the second half, first possession. So when they have to settle for three, and then they go three and out to open the, the quarter, it was like, wow. Yeah. You know? And, like, the first play of the, I think this is one of the Brady plays you were talking about, um, 
the 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 first play from scrimmage in the first half, he threw it and it bounced out of AJ Bowie who had a interception earlier. Right, like it, it both his hands, and and it fell down. Right, you know, it was, that that was uh, lucky. On our very end. lucky. Very lucky. Very very uh, lucky. Holding on, Soldier Two also bring, brought back a Legarrette Blount run. Uh, I did want to say an attaboy to uh, uh, Nate Soldier for uh, his. He won an award. Yes. Um, Man of the year, some something something. It is. It is. Man uh, of the year. But you know, because he, you know, he's been kind of a comeback guy. You know, he's. A cancer survivor. Right. His kid's going through cancer now. He does a lot of work in the offseason. So congratulations to him on that. I forget what it, it's named after um, a guy who was a trainer in the league and did a lot of work in the community. Uh, and his, But uh, for the we'll Baltimore Colts. So anyways. Uh, so Dion was nice. It was three TDs. And, you know, we talk about how he's underestimated and maybe he's faster than people think. But he was laying the ball down on the ground a little bit. You know, yes. he lost the one. He got drilled on that punt return. Uh, so, yeah. uh, kick return, I believe. Yeah, kick return. Uh, so, I mean, I can kind of see that one. You just got absolutely labeled. Uh, we lost that one. But then there was another one He uh, we were able to recover, thankfully. Yes. And then, uh, But then there was another time the ball came out when his elbow had just come down and it popped out after that. Right. Not a fumble, but nevertheless... Plenty of coaching points. Is, is Plenty of all. coaching points. Yeah. And you know me, how I love constructive losses. Right. There's no room for those in the playoffs, obviously. So a constructive, ugly win, right. I just love it. I just it's, it's just the best. It's so, so big. The Ed Block Courage Award, by the way. Ed Block Courage Award, yes. And the uh, Ed Block, they also give it to one training staff. That's also given to was given to the Patriots this Very year. Nice. So congratulations, nice. uh, congratulations to Jim Whalen and his crew on that. Um, anything else you want to say about the AFC Championship game? I mean, six straight, never been done before. Beats the Raiders of the mid seventies record of five straight. Tom Brady now has fifty seven career touchdown passes. No big deal. This guy's a stud. No big deal. Yeah, I in mean, the playoffs, we touched course. on the big the day, big day for Rutgers. I had a cool stat that I have has slipped through my fingers about uh, Deron Harmon. Basically, that I, I kind of had this hunch that it seems like he's that he's kind of assumed that role of the closer when it comes to when you know the timing of his picks. The dude has a knack for closing out games with his picks. I'll see if I can pull it up, but mm-hmm. something he's definitely leading. He's leading the league in like interceptions with you know say. Four minutes or less, yeah. something, something on those <laughs> over the last X amount of years. Because he doesn't see the cherry field much that, but in, in the yeah, first exactly. uh, thirty seconds. Although the uh, the the Pats kind of like started out a nickel, played a lot of like um, you know four down linemen with like two linebackers and then like five D backs. Yeah, um, you know, and they they have Roberts in there for the. Uh, rundowns, and then they kind of put Van Noy in for the passing downs. It's going to be eager to see this week uh, how they kind of handle that because Roberts has been exposed in pass coverage. Yes, he certainly has. So, and you know, you're talking about Le'Veon Bell. Not only is the best one running backs in the league, but right. he could probably be a top 15 wideout if he decided to switch positions. You know, that guy's that good. You know, he good. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a, a lot different task this week uh, in Foxborough with them coming to town because you have, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in the league 
you know, yeah. potentially the best running back, you know, and the only other quarterback remaining in the playoffs with multiple Super Bowl titles other than TB12. Yeah, I mean, they have weapons for days. Um, Deron Harmon has the most interceptions in the last seven minutes and 30 seconds Hello. of games since he entered the league. There's that stat. Um, but, yeah, I mean. The closer. <laughs> Does that mean we're going to let McCordy go? Cause I think so. I he's going to. Um, another good game from McCordy. Oh, um, guy's sick. Yeah, you know, it's Pittsburgh certainly has so many weapons on offense. I I don't think their defense is quite as good as as Houston. I, I don't know that they're going to present the same matchup problems, but they do have some guys coming on. Uh, I would tell See, me if, when you when you look at the stats, the year long stats, it kind of shows that you know, with Houston being uh, you know kind of the st- statistical best defense as far as yardage allowed during the year, but Pittsburgh. I mean, they are playing a lot of young guys, so they were kind of rubbish and right. exposed in the first half of the season. But, you know, since then, I mean, the Pats played them way back in week right. seven. So that it game really doesn't mean much, anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But once Roethlisberger came back, he had like a one-dud game. And then after that, you know, they were, they were looking good. And, like, their defense as well, too. They, they really get after the quarterback. They already have six sacks in the playoffs. Right. You know, they, they have this guy, Bud Dupree. Yeah, he's really come on. <sighs> Really, come on. Young kid. Kids. making some noise. I believe he's a second-year guy. Had a lot of injuries last year. Couldn't get on the field. They also have America's scariest man on their team, James, ha- James Harrison. Yes. He, 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 the ageless one to James Harrison. Ridiculous. He of the um, 850-pound pelvic thrust. If, and nobody's familiar Sorry, with man. that online. You've seen that, right? a workout warrior. Oh, yeah. His workout tapes are the best. Dude, you're a workout warrior. <laughs> have you, I don't know about have, that. I mean... <laughs> On the you know panel of two, we got up here. You're <laughs> the workout sure, warrior sure. of the two. Um, have you ever done the pelvic thrust uh, exercise? Not publicly. Yeah, I mean, if I were to do it, I wouldn't. Uh, keep them away from your women and children. Cameras on, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's speaking dangerous. of speaking of locking up your uh, your wives and daughters, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger is coming to town. Everybody, wow, so wow. just oh, there it is. I mean, uh, he settled out of court. Tell, <laughs> tell me if you were as surprised as I was. The the history of the of the Pats and Steelers and, you know, for the duration of Roethlisberger's career and a little before that, I was surprised to hear that we have not matched up against the Steelers in the postseason since 2005. I found that hard to believe. I can't believe it's been... Is that true? It's been that long. Mm. Um, yeah, because this is the first AFC championship game for the Steelers since 10 Yeah. Uh, so I guess we weren't in there. In no ten, in no ten, we weren't. I don't know. And according to my uh, according to my unofficial stats, we haven't yeah. played them since '05. Okay. That in makes the sense. That's the last time we didn't make it, I guess. Um, yeah, just you just put it to the Google the Google machine. I got it right here. Twenty ten AFC Championship game. <clears throat> Who did they defeat? Defeat. Um, yeah, I mean, when you looked at the beginning of the playoffs, if you, you know. We're on him, you know. We don't like to do predictions on this show because you know we, we fall in line with Belichick. But um, you you probably the Jets. You probably could have picked. That's right. That's when the Jets and Mark Sanchez whomped us as Sanchez. a number one seed. Sanchez. Sanchez. Oh, terrible. Um, but what was I saying? Um, Pittsburgh. I think. I think I was saying something really profound right there. You know, I got so excited by the Jets. You did. Anyways, it'll do that. That was a little tidbit for Zach. You know? O yes. ten. The O ten Jets were good, Jack. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boom. 
Remember uh, the tent. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Sorry if I derailed you there. But, That's yeah, okay. I was surprised about that, that it's been that long. And also just, I guess maybe I'm just hearkening way back to the days of yore when, when you know, the the rivalry began, you know, when Brady was emerging and the Steelers were always in the mix. And really they have been, but it's just that our paths in the postseason haven't crossed. But I guess it's just my old Patriots fan way from way back before the glory days where I just have this different sense of the matchup because Brady really, if you look at it, I mean, he has dominated the Steelers. Yeah. It's kind of blows your mind when you take a moment to look at it. He's really owned them. Since Roethlisberger's been in the league, I believe he's 9-2 and two versus them. Yeah. 4-0 oh at Foxborough. Yes. 15 touchdowns, 0 picks. No big deal. Rattle them no off. No big deal. Bow, 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 I think bow. what I was saying is if, you know, anybody who's been following the AFC this year at the beginning of the playoffs, you could have easily picked Pittsburgh yes. at New England for the AFC yes, championship. Yes, I, I certainly had them yeah. in, my, in my little non-gambling pool yes 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 um but the key this week what's it going to be for the Pats to pull this off like to see a little bit more of uh establishing the running game a little lgb maybe early on it seems like now that like since uh sorry i asked your question and then just ramble no no Uh, but uh it seems like now we're kind of back in the flow of you know how things were at the first half of last season before Deion lewis got hurt right where he's going to be the guy because he's more dynamic of a runner, right? And then it's just we got to lead in that fourth quarter. You're gonna you're gonna have a right. very healthy, you know, 250 pound maniac that's been pouring at the dirt to get into the game. I would have, oh. yeah. I mean, I I for one, while watching that game against the Texans, would it would not have been opposed to seeing more LGB, uh, you know, er, earlier and more often. Uh, you know, you just sprinkling them in, mixing it up, obviously. We now see how the Pats feel about the value of Dion uh, now that he's back full force and he's really getting the lion's share of the load. So mm-hmm. he is—he certainly is a more dynamic back. But you know, a couple of those possessions where it was just three and out after three and out, I wouldn't have minded seeing you know the old school approach. Hey, let's hand the, hand the rock to the big man on first down and see if we can't get four or five yards to give us a better, you know, a better shot at second down. So sure. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think with an offense like the Steelers have, you're going to want to, you know, definitely can't be losing the time of possession battle like they did in that first half, you mm-hmm. know, this past week. So they got their hands full, though, when it comes to, you know, obviously Antonio and the other weapons they have, like you said, with one of the top backs and one of the top receivers in the game. And Ben Roethlisberger is as tough as they come. So, mm-hmm. um, and the, this this D is legit. I mean, I really love their linebackers. We mentioned Dupree and the ageless one, but I really love their inside backers too. Yeah. Ryan Shazier and uh, Lawrence Timmons. Yeah, I mean, these guys can really play, and they they got some stout dudes on on, on the uh, D line as well. I think where they uh, potentially can be exposed, and this will have to happen after we establish to run, maybe suck up some safeties. But those corners, yeah. you know, they're young. And they've gotten better, but they're young. And they're going up against the GOAT. Not Alex Smith, who's going to throw the ball 14 times. The GOAT. Right. So, I mean, in the GOAT we trust, coming off of, you know, kind of a tough game for him. So get that protection figured out. It's going to be, uh, you know, a big night for that. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it has all the makings of a classic matchup. I'm happy that it's uh, in Foxborough and not down, you know, Hines. Um, But, yeah, I, I feel decent about the patch chances based on exactly what you're touching on i feel like coming off a, a 
you know, crappy performance pretty much, a, a subpar performance for Brady and for the O-line in particular. I think uh, they're, you know, all signs point to them having a better game plan. History indicates that it would probably be the case. And, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it all shakes out. But I think Brady's going to be able to move the ball. And, I, you know, it should be – it's probably going to be a high-scoring affair. But I think – I like our defense as well. And, and our D is also playing some spirited ball of late too. Absolutely. So. An interesting tidbit I got off the tube from um, Field Yates was – the Patriots have not allowed a rushing touchdown since Halloween. Wow. Yeah. So that's big. I, that kind of shocked not me a little shabs. bit. Not, not too Not too shabby shabs. at all. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, the key man for them on defense is going to be Adi Burns, rookie corner. See if he can come to play. Yeah, baby. I'm interested to see. We shall see. What but do you make of the— if it's a situation the... where they do kind of play it, sorry, uh, like Houston did, where they kind of concentrate on— that underneath stuff, right. there's going to be a lot of man-on-man coverage down the field. So, right. you know, if we got a Malcolm Mitchell back and we got a Mitchell and a Hogan at our disposal to go down the field with, I, I really think Mitchell being back is going to be huge. Uh, hopefully, he's able to go because he was really coming on as we were touching on, you know, mm-hmm. the end of the season, really building that trust, and it would be nice, a nice another weapon to have in the mix. The mix. The- I- I was just going to ask you what you thought, of, or if it's much much ado about nothing, with the uh, the live stream from the locker room and the language from Tom. Oh and yeah, Antonio of course, Brown. of course, of course. Um, I think it's hilarious, especially the irony of when he's going on the live feed, he's talking to them about. All right, be slow it down on social media. Right, don't give right. them any you know, boom board receiver. And you know um, those assholes have a uh, you know day and a half to prepare. You know he's belly aching about that. He'd be belly aching if he was made to play on Saturday after playing the week before. He'd be belly aching about having you know a short week in that regard. Right. And so obviously you're going to play Sunday if you played the week before and you're a higher seed than the team that's got to play New England's playing on Saturday. It's like. Start quit your whining, and then an ice storm comes. Do you want? Would you rather play in the ice storm? Right. You know how, how's uh, Antonio Brown an ice storm? You know how's Big Ben in an ice storm? I think. You know? I mean, Tomlin has not endeared himself uh, to most Pats fans in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely one of them. That the whole is, communications issue. Oh man, that BS and yeah, I mean he. And I kind of had a certain modicum of respect for the guy. Same here. Up until I mean, that. The Same Steelers, thing with him and Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. Yeah, 100%. I mean, those are two of the franchises that I think, as Pats fans, we tend to respect. Number one, they've been in the mix pretty much the, you know, no the majority of our run. And, you know, they, they usually carry themselves with a, uh, you know, a certain degree of... Those days are over. Yes, professionalism. I guess so. or, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I you mean, just you don't want to see him. You know, the crybaby stuff just wears yeah. thin. Because I mean, if Bunch you want to be babies. like Patriots, they're a mentally tough team as well as physically tough right. team. Um, first half last week, notwithstanding, but um, you know, you're going to have to be the same. Part of mentally tough is when the uh, headsets go down. You don't whine about it. You just you know, yeah, you move you move forward. But uh, oh, I can't wait for this game. I'm, it's gonna I'm, be a good one. It's so tough. Like I, I want to do set dressing in the studio on these games because of these after buzz mics. And when we play the Steelers, yeah, these need know? to be draped because it's just like we should have brought in like a couple koozies or something, and, like for the mic things Hello. and then like you know. But 
whatever. You know, next week. Go, yeah, next and week. May, how's our, you know, our podcast? It's fine. It's We're true. coming to you usually, as usual, per usual, from the lovely Afterbus Studios here in After lovely Buzz. North Hollywood, California. If you want to chime in, you can hit us up on the YouTube chat room and uh, let us know what your thoughts are about this weekend's game, 640 Eastern Time, Eastern. Foxborough, Mass, AFC Championship game, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. What's the weather looking like? New have you heard it? England Patriots. You got to love it. Um, I have no idea about that. Hopefully, it's a blizzard. That would be great. That would be great. It would be great. Yeah, so, I mean, I think all in all, the uh, regarding the Tomlin and uh, Antonio stuff, I think, yeah. you know, obviously, it probably will have a limited, if any, impact on the game, but... You know, just kind of goes to it plays up this this new storyline that's kind of been emerging the last two years, mm-hmm. at least regarding Tomlin, where the dude's a crybaby, <laughs> um, and then his you know his favorite assistant coach, Joey Porter, again Ugh. in the headlines for the wrong reasons. But he's arrested. back on the team, right? He right, got, he got right. something squashed. Yeah, it seems like maybe who I mean, who knows the truth. Is emerging. Maybe it's a little cloudy, but maybe that's somebody they move on from on the off season. Yeah, you don't need that much. You know, this dude's been throughout his career as a player, and then the you know the dude runs out on the field during games against Cincinnati, and you have him getting arrested. It's just you don't you don't need assistant coaches making headlines unless they're uh, you know mentally mentally weak. Unless they're turning down coaching jobs. He's not mentally tough. He's mentally soft. He is not. some good news this week on the coaching carousel front. We talked a lot about it last week, and a couple more jobs filled since last we spoke, uh, both L.A. jobs. Yeah. I think we kind of got our L.A. teams confused a little bit uh, last week when we were saying that young kid with the Redskins was going to Chargers. He was actually the Rams, and he did go in a package deal with Wade Phillips, so we were right on the money on that one. Beside picking the wrong team. And then San Diego. <laughs> oh, not San Diego. Sorry. I was under the weather last week. Goal. Chargers. Goal. Uh, they have gone <laughs> all the way up to L.A. Us. So Anthony Lynn is their guy. So that means there's one job out there, the 49ers. He, uh, McDaniels has already passed yeah. on it. So uh, he's back. There and we go. Color me surprised. Color me surprised. I am that, surprised as well. That I thought for sure Josh was a... I think him and his college mate, Nick Casario, are like waiting. I mean, that was one opening where the GM head coach scenario was open. Right. But it wasn't the perfect scenario, you know? I mean, they got a lot of question marks at quarterback over there, you know? And this is McDaniel's second try at head coaching. Right. So, you know, he wants to make sure it's a good situation, especially when he's kind of in the driver's seat. He's going to be one of the top three, you know, coaching uh candidates yeah. in the next like for the next however long he stays with yeah. new england really so with brady especially yeah exactly um yeah i mean so that's, little, that's great a little bit of clickbait today that was emerging but already some buzz quote unquote online mm-hmm. about 2018 mcdaniel's having his eye on the lions and titans gigs there is a Patriots connection in both of those places. So. There is. little preemptive uh, reporting. Lions and who else? <laughs> Titans <laughs> Lions. Lions made the playoffs this year. You know, just just penciling these dudes right out of a job. Well, so. the tight, is there we have a connection back now? Yeah, the, the uh, front office connection there. I can't remember the dude's I think because right? I think, obviously, it's Quinn in um, Detroit. I forget yeah. who, oh, the guy in the Titans. I don't know. But I like what they're doing down there. I would not move along from their head coach right now. Right. I mean, they're running the football. They have an offensive line that's legit. They're, they're going to win that division next year, uh, I think. Really? Yeah. Bold predictions. Yeah. 
You heard it here first. That's right. You know, maybe at the end of the year on our last show, we'll talk about that stuff, you know, predictions yes. for next year and whatnot. Um, another thing I wanted to mention, because we kind of teased it at the top of the show, is Roger Goodell. Oh, man. Is, you know, I normally wouldn't say this word, and I'm not going to say it. But, you know, I figure we got the green light from our president yes. to kind of just introduce it he's into the vernacular. He's being a wussy. He is being a wussy. And uh, so he's soft. Hasn't been uh, to a game in Foxborough in two years. You know, he usually kind of bops around, you know, especially in the playoffs. He's a different vein. He was in Atlanta last week. He's in Atlanta this week again. Right. So I guess Roger probably thought Atlanta was going to lose. I guess. Uh, it's and, embarrassing. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. He And he's just playing into the Pats fans' hands right now, you know, as far as, I mean. I mean, you're supposed to be no like spine, the face sir? of this league. Have you no spine? You know? You face this league, you make it $44 million a year, and you can't face the music oh, yeah. to getting booed by, you know, 60000 I mean, one game at a time, but it's it has all sure. the makings of... If the Patriots should advance after this week. Oh, yes. The awkward factor should be pretty high. Oh, I love it. It should be a beautiful thing. I love it. Just a little more motivation for the Pats to make it to the dance. Just a little bit more motivation. What did you think about uh, the way the other games went down last week? Uh, I was uh, three for four on my little uh, friendly guy predictions. The one I was most... On the fence about was the Atlanta Seattle game, and I had that one wrong. So okay. I thought Seattle would take it. Uh, Atlanta looks tough. Atlanta looks tough. Yeah, and you know, I, 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 is there anybody? Is there any football fan outside of Atlanta and Pittsburgh that doesn't want to see Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I don't Super think Bowl? so. I no. don't think so. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean. That should be an interesting game. Aaron Rodgers, what can you say about that dude? Yeah. Uh, I was not surprised to see them take that game. We had talked a bit about, you know, the rookie QB and mm-hmm. all that Great jazz. Great game. And Lived up to the hype. As the, Absolutely. Supposed to be the best game of the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, a little Rodgers magic. That you got to love. That guy's got to be everyone's second favorite quarterback to watch, you dude, know, week that, in and week out. Yeah, that dime on the sideline oh, man. Jared Cook, dude, against his body, that's sick. He's... The, He's a cool customer out there. The one thing, and where I think they're they're going to get exposed this weekend, is um, they, they've really just been trying to hold it together in that defensive backfield. Yeah. They've had been ravaged by injuries, and you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Atlanta Triple cover Julio Jones? Right. They don't have anybody on their squad that can cover him one on one. Right. And even if they double him, he's probably going to get some catch. Yeah. I mean, right. It's like. What are they going to do? And that guy Taylor Gabriel for them has been a nice little spot plug for them. Right, a cast off from the Browns of, of all, all people. Teams, wow. Of they, all they gave, teams, they gave him a center and a wide receiver. It's crazy. But yeah, Atlanta looks like a uh, four point favorite right now, according to most. Four, four floating around four, four and a half. Interesting. And your New England Patriots moved up to about a five and a half to a six point spread. So what did it open at? Opened at four and a half. About right. So it looks like no one's really liking Pittsburgh. Um, at least the guys with money in their paws, money to waste. Yeah. But yeah, it sh- I mean, uh, going back to last week's games, yeah, yeah, I thought both NFC games were really good. Um, and obviously, we talked about our game. And yeah, I mean, as far as the Pittsburgh game, it went about how I expected. Uh, I thought it was a decent showing by KC. But in the end, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> Uh, Until proven wrong, that's who they are. Another thing I'm encouraged about, or maybe I'm not because 
they kind of had a clunker just like the Pats did on offense. They were unable to punch it in. Yeah, you know, red zone woes for days. Yeah, huh? they relied on six Chris Boswell field goals. Right. Another killer B in the mix. Kind of a yeah, kind of one of those records that you're not really too sure how to feel about it. Yeah. Surprised we didn't uh, hear Chris Boswell called a weapon in today's uh, Belichick. Um, hey man, when you score interview. all your team's points in a victory, right? It's pretty good. Yeah, you've got to keep an eye on that guy. So yeah, I'd like to think to that point, Shane McClellan stretches hamstrings. <laughs> maybe uh, as much as some some concerns were exposed for the Pats in our game, I think also that. Maybe some red zone woes, uh, or you know, maybe a, a little bit of a blueprint from KC and how to keep these dudes out of the end zone. So, mm. yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, man. Mm. I don't know. Who do you like in the NFC? Who do you like in that game? I think I think finally their defense just crumbles. That defense back. Matt Ryan is really playing at an MVP caliber level uh, this year. You know, I obviously I want TB12 to get that, but yeah, you know, if Ryan gets it. Or even Rodgers gets it, you know, it's deserving. Uh, he's passed a touchdown pass to 13 different receivers this year. So pretty impressive. That's pretty crazy. You know, and he spreads it around. And they also got two great running backs that can also catch it out of the backfield. So he's really going to have all at his disposal. Right. You know, so unless they can really, like, put tons of pressure on him and Clay Matthews is just in his grill the entire day, I think it's gonna, it could be a long Tough day, day for, the for Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Which is tough to say because he's been. Well, I don't want to say pulling a rabbit out of his hat, but it seemed he definitely last game he pulled a rabbit out of his hat. Yeah. When he did say, you know, we're going to run the table and all that stuff, he beat like one good team. That, that, <laughs> right. That run, like not. There's not only so many good teams in his defense. There's only so many good teams in the league this year. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. True. It's that's like, true. Uh, and speaking most of which, of them are playing this weekend. Yes. Obviously, <laughs> the teams that make it. When you look at it and you look at the quarterback position, that's obviously oh, why yeah. it's the most uh, you know important position. Absolutely. Since 2008. These guys are the top four in wins for a quarterback. Wow. Yeah. So that that was uh, interesting, I thought. Um, Russell's got to be, like, next in line, yeah, too, right? right. Um, so uh, that that's interesting to see. And uh, Matt Ryan being the only one with no, no trophy at this point. Yeah, I mean, for that reason, I don't know if we want to make bold predictions, but uh, for that reason, until proven otherwise, I'm, I still got to ride with Green Bay in that game. I, yeah. I just, you know, that Rogers magic. You ride I'm a believer. Die with a Rod, that's your boy. I'm a believer. I'm he, a believer. He's on that all said, over I, the Insta chat. Even though at, Atlanta is undeniably the more complete team, I fear them as a fan. I fear them less than I do Green Bay. It's because of that, you know, recent history. It is. You know, it is. But Dan Quinn, you know, in his second year, he's doing a pretty good turnaround, there. right? And he, you know, it, you know, showed a lot of. Um, wherewithal defensively to get the guys in there he knows are going to be good in his you know scheme he's got Keanu right. Neal who's like his you know chancellor you know he's got some cornerbacks coming on right so you know, yeah I mean they've had Vic talent Beasley's too for beast. years and it's sort of you know sometimes it just takes that guy with a little bit of uh vision and you know sprinkle a little love onto the squad put your mark on it and take it over the top so yeah, yeah I mean maybe maybe this will be the year they prove us all wrong but yeah. until then a bit of a diversion off of football for a second. I did want Whoa. to say congratulations to former New Britain Red Sox Jeff Bagwell well, who getting into go. the uh, the Hall test. of Fame today. What do you think of the rest of the vote? What do you think about Clemens not getting in again? I, I'm for one. Am I uh, let them let them in and yeah, 
Put at this point. Dude, you're trying to tell me Mike Piazza is not a right, suspect and right. he gets in last year? I mean, Bags himself is a pretty thick. Bags is also suspect. Pretty thick dude. He had that kind of that jump up in body mass too. No question. Unfortunately, they're all kind of, you know, steroids McCarthyism. They're That's all it. sort of, hey, I, unfortunately, you guys let it go so long. Like, how do any of us really know? Exactly. And it's like you feel bad for these guys because it was like kind of pre-testing where they made it happen. It was kind of like a wink, wink, wink. You yeah, know? So of course it was. They're like on the PEDs. Apparently, they don't uh, see cocaine as a PED <laughs> right. because they let Rock Reigns in. Who was called Rock Range because he used to carry a rock in his back pocket as he was on the bases. So it's like, I mean, I think he should be in too. I mean, he's, he's oh, one man. of the best uh, base deals of all time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Oh, it makes me run fast on the bases. But um, so it, it's great uh, that uh, McDaniel's will be back in the fold. So everything kind of stays status quo yes. in, in that regard. Um, what? So say. Everybody's healthy this week. Malcolm Mitchell's healthy. Uh, Amon, uh, Amadol's already healthy. But uh, uh, Hogan. Yes. Who is out of the mix in that wide receiver core? Is it Sleepy Floyd? I think based on last week's performance, he'll be the one that gets you know kind of muscled out, at least as far as the Or will the they go-to. just be ultra safe with uh, Malcolm Mitchell? I mean, I I think just based on availability, if Mitchell can go, that he's going to be getting more of the targets. They're pro. I imagine this is based on nothing except my own hunches, but mm-hmm. I imagine that we're going to see Floyd regardless. Uh, maybe in like some red zone situations, or you know, mm-hmm. I think he's he's you know shown an ability to make some things happen. Just maybe not when Brady's under the gun and he's sort of ad libbing and right. all that jazz, but. I'm interested to see how things shake out with the Pats on defense. Like, if the Steelers go kind of hurry up, you know, where they can do with their personnel, because, like, you know, Bell can just split out wide, you know. Right. And uh, if they go that route, where they have been kind of subbing in, you know, they kind of pull out Branch and Orlando mm-hmm. uh, Roberts, and they put in, like, Sheard and uh, Van Noy, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like on when they can kind of gauge the passings down. So I wonder if, like, they'll do, you know, some hurry up to try and trap you know, Robert's still on the field and kind of get matchups yeah. with him on uh, on some backs. But Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all, just especially based on how, you know, cute, as I like to call it, the Pats have gotten with just kind of moving those personnel groupings around, mm-hmm. both at linebacker and D-line, you know, no question. Yeah, I mean, in the Pats, on, their, on the offensive side of the ball, they're probably going to be they're per usual trying to get, you know, James uh, White and uh, Deion Lewis out there with versus linebackers. Because yeah. as good as those linebackers are, rushing the passer, they can be had in coverage. Absolutely. She is pretty good in coverage, but those other guys I, I'd like to see. Definitely uh, Harrison, if we can get him, but he'll, he'll be rushing. He'll yes. be rushing the passer. So. Yes, he will, my friend. Um, any, we got about a minute. Anything else you want to say before we... Uh, take off no i just excited about the game man it should be a classic it yeah. should be you know it has all the makings of a great one so what we do you think we'll have to wait through the first predictions one. i the, i don't want to put out a prediction okay. but i think the key number is 20 points if the pats d holds pittsburgh to 20 or less points pats are gonna win i'd say 27 20 Twenty-seven twenty pets. He doesn't want to make it pretty. Twenty-four but he just twenty. Did. Twenty-four twenty. Twenty-seven twenty. That's why it's like going to be right around that number. I don't. Know. Thirty-four twenty-seven. Good Ooh, guess. Nice. I like it. Oof. All right. 
Gang, we'll be back here next week. You know, usually Wednesday nights, 11, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Edelman Brady Eastern Time on Wednesday nights. So tune in with us. For Dennis Harris, I am Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Patriots Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in with us, gang. Go Pats. Rest in peace, Marianne. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.